The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K. Radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast is a post-game edition of the podcast. Denver Broncos fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 23-3 in the snow, in Arrowhead. Oh, boy. what? How did the Broncos lose? Why did they lose? What stood out to me, at least? I'll get to all of that today on the podcast. First of all, I want to, uh, I guess, uh, apologize for a little bit. I've been under the weather lately. In fact, you could probably still hear it in my voice. Uh, I haven't had the podcast up for a bit, so um, we're back finally, kind of. A little healthier. Uh, I was deathly ill for the last couple days, but, well, I was questionable for today. I said, 50-50, I'm playing, coach. Get me in there. So uh, today on the podcast, we are going to get to that game. And uh, Drew Locke and what, how he looked, uh, watched the whole game. There were ups, there were downs, and certainly a lot in between. So we'll get to all that today on the podcast. If you want to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, be sure to check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, for more in-depth writing and previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, be sure to check that out. Out the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Tap 14 on the web.com. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. The Broncos lose. 23-3, they don't get into the Eden zone uh, first time since 1972 that the Broncos clinch a third straight losing season. The best they can finish now is 7-9. and nine. They are 5-9 and nine on the season as Kansas City improves to 10-4. and four. Drew Locke finishing 18 for 40, 208 yards with the one interception. Did not throw, of course, a touchdown, was sacked twice, although... I say he was sacked twice, but boy, was he running around like a chicken with his head cut off all game long, and that's where I want to start. The offensive line has been a problem all year long, and we've talked about this. We've talked about it on the podcast, but boy, were they brutal today, and and it may have something to do with the fact that uh, it was a slippery footing. The Broncos got down early which meant they leaned heavier to the pass, although, uh, quite frankly, they started the game leaning towards the pass. We'll get to the play calling in a little bit. But Denver was down early, and uh, so thus gave opportunities for the pass rushers to tee off. They did not hide or change the snap count all game long, and so thus it got very predictable, uh, very much what a offense looked like when operated by a rookie. And these are one of those rookie growing pings. I think the Denver Bronco fans, you're just going to have to deal with and understand that the hope is that Drew Locke learned a lot from this game. Uh, but to go back to the offensive line, boy, they were not good. Uh, they were getting pushed around, shoved. There were a couple times where Garrett Bowles uh, was, was just swam right by. Elijah Wilkinson, another poor day. Just uh, the, the continued problems at the tackle position are, are, are just, they're not, unfortunately, and we've said this weeks back, they weren't going to get better over the season, so it was just something they had to deal with. And unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, 
when it comes to this offseason, you know, you have this interesting decision with Garrett Bowles. What are you going to do with, you know, Juwan James, you're stuck with the contract. You're stuck with the contract. But are you going to try to bring in competition and, and maybe, you know, move guys around so that they're utilized better? Could they? It's just, it's such a mind-numbing issue right now where you really ideally need to replace the right tackle, but you can't get out of that contract. You're kind of okay and kind of not with left tackle. It's just, it's such a issue right now. And, and unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, and maybe Von Miller most of all, they're getting sick of this frustration and the losing. And they're, as Von Miller put it, and I'm paraphrasing, that they're basically blowing their primes right now uh, on all these losing seasons. And they've done everything that they can, changing coaches and players and schemes and yada, yada, yada. And it's losing season week after week after week and year after year after year. But, uh, you know, the the Denver Broncos, and again, they're getting close. And, and you know, I know that fans are going to hear that and they're going to say, what are you talking about? What are you watching on, on the film? I'm telling you, the team is not far off. The team is not that far off. Uh, they believe they found their rookie quarterback. They're going to have to groom him. It's going to take time and it's going to take progression. Uh, they have a lot of talent. Whether you want to agree that the team is bad or not, the reality is, core-wise, they do have a good talent. You can't deny that. Cortland Sutton is a tremendous wide receiver going over 1,000 yards uh, today and uh, 1,000 yards on the season at least today. Look, Philip Lindsay, a franchise running back. Uh, you think you have a franchise piece in Dalton Reisner on the offensive line, and I think they have a franchise piece at the tight end with Noah Fant. Uh, and then you couple that with the quarterback, I think there's there's pieces there that you can grow towards, at least grasp to and say, hey, there's a lot to like here. Let's see what we can do by putting pieces around them. It's not like you're starting from ground zero now. And that's that's the big thing here. And particularly when it comes to uh, the defense, uh, you know, same story. It's, it's Von Miller still in his prime. It's Bradley Chubb. It's Justin Simmons, Will Parks. Uh, Shelby Harris had another great day. Uh, these are all very quality young talents. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot to like here. And there's still a lot to like. And certainly it's going to take time. And it's just going to take a lot of progression that the uh, Bronco fans are unfortunately just going to have to deal with. And look, uh, why this season, why this game would have swayed you away from any other uh, narrative that you thought of previously in weeks, I, I guess I don't understand because you knew. You knew they weren't going to make the postseason. You knew they weren't going to finish at 500. They were going to have a bad game at some point. I mean, Drew Locke's not going to go out and throw 300 yards, you know, week after week after week against, you know, anybody. The weather certainly slowed them down. So certainly, look, this is one of those games where I look at and you say, a better team beat them today. A better team beat them, and you know what? A better team beat them pretty bad. Now, reasons why they lost, certainly, obviously, they couldn't move the ball on offense. Didn't love the play calling again. And, and look, people are going to turn to certain individual plays and say, oh, well, look at this. Look, look how they were successful in this one play. It's like, well, you know, if it was me just crafting a game plan for this scenario, this weather, road game, it's going to be loud, uh, you know, young quarterback, I'm, I'm thinking about leaning on the run game. Well, Denver starts out with their offensive play calling with 10 passes 
and three runs in their first three drives. There really wasn't really a ton of balance early. Philip Lindsay touched the ball seven times total. Seven times total. Three of them being on the first two drives. Seven times total throughout the entire game. This is a guy who has a lot of special game-breaking skills, and you can't get him the ball more than seven times. And again, that's seven touches. So they all turned out to be runs, but seven touches. It's just like, how do you not get this guy the football more? They ran the ball 15 times total in which, you know, again, I I don't think that's going to be a recipe for success when you game plan with the idea that you're going to just say, hey, Drew Locke, go out throw Patrick Mahomes. That's, that wasn't, that's not going to be a game plan or a recipe to win. Kansas City, what did they do? They ran the ball 25 times. Patrick Mahomes, 27 for 34. Drew Locke threw the ball six more times than Patrick Mahomes. Now, granted, a lot of that was because they were behind and they essentially got into throw-the-ball-around mode to try to just get up and down the field. But certainly the theme early, and as I mentioned, those first three drives, 10 passes, three throws. 10 passes, three runs. That's just not, that's not how you start out. That's not how you start out. That's not how I would have game planned this because you need to be able to run the football because you got to win in the trenches uh, in, in order to set everything up that's what you have to be able to do if you don't do that you're basically saying okay we're a one-dimensional offense with a young rookie quarterback who's kind of still doesn't know what he's doing and now you got to throw the ball 40 times that's not gonna that doesn't win a lot with franchise quarterbacks like Drew Brees or Tom Brady nonetheless a young rookie quarterback with his second road start in a very hostile environment. So I I was not a big fan of the play calling. Uh, Certainly, look, there was um, poor play on offense from several individuals. The turnovers obviously did not help. Uh, Special teams was not great, although I think we're going to put a little asterisk next to it and say, hey, the uh, situation when it comes to the weather certainly played a part, particularly obviously in the punting. The Uh, Defensive side of things when it comes to the Denver Broncos, uh, they also struggled. Struggled mightily. We're going to tell you how they struggled. That's next. Welcome back. Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tat 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just uh, hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Appreciate you tuning in. Of course, you can find the Broncos Blitz podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts. So, That'd be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. And if you happen to have a place where you get your podcast and you can't find the Broncos Blitz podcast, hit me up on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and I will see if we can make that happen. Uh, been under the weather over the last couple days, so I have to apologize. I haven't had the podcast out for uh, at least the last couple of days, and um, unfortunately just was deathly ill and uh, was just basically laying in bed doing nothing outside of just watching a football tape. And so uh, there was really nothing much that uh, I could do, but uh, you can kind of hear it in my voice, but certainly we're getting back into the swing of things. It's starting to, to feel a little bit better so i appreciate those who were sending their well wishes on twitter and that again at ronnie k radio that's at r-o-n-n-i-e letter k radio on twitter so this denver broncos defense we were talking about that before the break the broncos defense had um a tall task 
with the idea that you have to cover, A, obviously Patrick Mahomes in this high-powered offense, but also with the snow. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, the snow, it, it slows everything down, it slows the offense down, and you would think so. You would kind of think that that's the idea that the uh, weather would slow them down, but unfortunately for this, this Denver Broncos team, it actually kind of hurts them because this Kansas City team is a very finesse, very... Um, a fast, speedy, agile offense. And so it's not one of those like motor, you know, greater down, you know, grind you out type uh, offenses. It's going to fly by you. And because it flies by you and because the offense reacts first and because the defense has to react to the offense, it makes it very, very difficult for a guy like Chris Harris Jr. to cover a Tyreek Hill who knows exactly where he needs to be and exactly knows where he needs to go, and he's the one who's cutting first on a slick field. Uh, obviously shown very closely on the 41-yard touchdown. Uh, looked like Chris Harris Jr. at the beginning of that play uh, was signaling to somebody saying, hey, uh, either I need help or this route's going to be going deep. Look, Denver went you know very much with a zone uh, defense, and and I think that pass off between Harris Jr. and safety kind of became an issue again. We've seen this become an issue several times this year, and maybe Chris just continued to follow him because he knew that if he let him go, that this was an automatic touchdown, and turned out to be an easy one anyways as Mahomes hits Hill for that touchdown and the secondary just did not look good but more importantly look the the same old story that we have talked about for years and years and years 11 catches 142 yards on 13 targets from Travis Kelsey 13 targets from Travis Kelsey uh, he absolutely sliced and diced the Denver Broncos defense. They had no resistance for the tight end. This is uh, unfortunately the oh gosh, the Achilles heel of the Denver Broncos for not this year, not previous years, but well, many many moons previously. It's just hey, it's it's mind-boggling that they haven't been able to find that that elixir or whatever it is to to cover tight ends and. Uh, you know, unfortunately for this Denver Broncos defense, particularly, look, uh, they've got a lot of talent, too, as I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, at the safety position and the linebacker position. So you would think that they would still be able to at least put somebody on there or at least kind of uh, shadow somebody over. But boy, uh, just no going, no going for the Denver Broncos defense who just could not stop Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill bottled up for the most part outside of that one touchdown. Uh, everybody else very much a, a quiet day, though. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Bell Robinson, Michael um, Hardman, they, they all had very moot days. Uh, but, of course, the big, big chunk of the yardage, 142 of them exactly, to Travis Kelsey, who, look, simply just, uh, you know, ran downfield, turned around, found a hole in that zone, caught the pass, and rumbled for yards after the catch. That's as easy as it was for Travis Kelsey. And I hate to simplify it for things like that when it comes to uh, how you're supposed to defend that as a defense, but that's really what it was that they were facing. And, boy, they just could not figure it out, and I'm not exactly sure why. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Let's get to your responses. On Twitter... 
You can follow me at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E Letter K Radio on Twitter. Frank at fifty two eighty says Locke was impressive due to the fact that the O line sucks. Chris Harris Jr. needs to be allowed to walk in free agency. Need linebackers, DBs, O line help overall. It wasn't unexpected. Uh, Frank actually is very much barking up the tree that I've been barking up. I thought I thought Drew Locke looked pretty good. I, I I really did. As as much as people want to criticize and say, oh, he looked lost. I tell you what, uh, there was a lot of times where he was leading the drive down the field. There were times where he was looking like he was at least in control and somewhat competent. Uh, and I get it. Look, this is a Denver Broncos team that punt the football quite a bit, but this is a team that. Uh, you know, 11 plays, 61 yards on the field goal. You know, 7 plays, 30 yards. Unfortunately, it ends in the interception. 10 plays, 57 yards. It ends on downs. 11 plays, 51 yards. It ends on downs. Those were drives led by Drew Locke in a blizzard, blowing snow, in a real bad situation, in a hostile environment. And you know what? I'm going to give him credit for that because he did not look lost at several points in time. And this was a Denver Broncos team that, again, their goal from from last week, two weeks, three weeks ago on is to just simply groom guys for 2020. That's their goal, period. End of story. Whether they win or lose does not matter. And whether they look great or not, I don't care because you know what? You're not going to remember this loss five years from now if Drew Locke is the franchise quarterback and Denver's going to the postseason. You will not remember that. But I will say this. The learning opportunities that Drew Locke got from this game, from A, the hostile environment of Kansas City, to B, the weather uh, against a defense that was coming after him. They were harassing him on several uh, second half sequences where it was just constantly, and a lot of that has to do with the snap count. He will get told that in the film room when they start to look at that stuff. And you know what? I hope he learns from that because if he learns from that, he'll be a far better quarterback. And now you're starting to progress what you have as opposed to just saying, well, what we have is junk. We got to find a new one next year. No, Drew Locke has shown enough that he could be the guy. They need to follow through, but you've got to learn if you are uh, that guy as a young rookie quarterback. Uh, he got outdueled by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, obviously. He's not Patrick Mahomes, and you know what? He may never be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a special, special player. And unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, he lives in the division, so he's probably going to dominate the Denver Broncos for the next 10 years. Get used to that reality. But you could certainly put up a fight if you just find your guy. And for the Denver Broncos, I think they found it. And he looked like he had some moments where he was putting together a nice little drive, but unfortunately just obviously couldn't put together all the way the pieces. Ryan Stevens on Twitter says, Through the game away, KC is good. Rough game on the road. Locke's going to have to take some lumps at some point today. Could have been worse. Get that high draft pick and build around the future. By the way, speaking of draft pick situation, the uh, Denver Broncos, they do move... From 11 to 10, I believe, when it comes to the draft situation. That's according to Tankathon earlier today. And so they approve a spot. 
I guess. <laughs> if that's a silver lining, if you will, for this Denver Broncos team in the loss. Jeff on Twitter says, Coaches were out coached today. Scangarello went back to piss poor play calling. He went away from the run too early when our top two backs have only 12 runs for the game. That's a problem. Totally agree. Josh on Twitter says that were those were brutal conditions played by both teams. KC, a better team regardless of conditions, didn't let it bother them. The Broncos looked like they thought the Chiefs would slow down because of the weather. They didn't, and the Broncos couldn't catch up. I, I tell you what, it looked like two teams who, look, battling the same elements, it, it looked just straight boiling down to it, the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs held up. And the Denver Broncos offensive line did not. Uh, That's what it was. Kansas City was able to execute their game plan because their big uglies were winning on the offensive line. When Denver went on offense, Frank Clark was in the backfield every single play. And so thus you can't execute your plays. Now, Denver certainly does not have the skill position players like the Kansas City Chiefs do, but they weren't even able to execute what they were trying to do because the Chiefs were in the backfield constantly. And so there were, look, issues left and right, certainly that the Broncos will get better at, at least you hope. But more important than anything, you know, and again, and I hate to make this all about the quarterback, but the most important thing here is that Drew Locke gets the experience and the learning opportunities. And I thought today was a real great learning opportunity to be down by a bajillion points in the second half to uh, be in uh, blizzard-like conditions. By the way, it was blizzarding all day long. It started at like 8 a.m. or something like that in Kansas City. Uh, There was actual accumulation on the ground. It was cold. It was windy. Uh, They had lost Noah Fant early. We're talking about a poor offensive line. He's got to do a lot, and you know what? He engineered a couple drives. And no, those drives didn't earn points. And yeah, sure, the Broncos did get their asses beat, but you know what? Again, it doesn't matter because if the Denver Broncos have a franchise quarterback that learns from these moments three years from now in the playoffs, you won't remember this game at all. And this is why I think say it's so important that the Denver Broncos just continue to groom their guys for 2020 because that's really all that matters right now. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Again, big thank you to uh, all our friends who tune into the podcast. Of course, you can check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Broncos Blitz podcast on milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. All done for the podcast. Hopefully be back tomorrow. See how we feel. A little under the weather. I don't think I sound too bad, although quite frankly, I was pretty sounding pretty horrible to the start to begin with anyways, let's be honest. So, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Check out more info on the Broncos and, of course, our podcast, our daily podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.